This episode is brought to you by the Spiritually Intimate Unmedited Hoodie Collection. Side effects of the pending retrograde may include overwhelm, frustration, wanting to throw devices out windows, crashing websites, travel delays, and feeling deeply misunderstood. If you are experiencing any of these side effects and find yourself crying in the fetal position, needing a hug, please visit spirituallyintimate.com. Click shop for 20% off our hoodies that feel like a warm hug. The Spiritually Intimate Podcast is for women who boldly pursue love, success, and a higher vision of life for themselves and those that they influence. We're your hosts, Andrew Crowder and Blair Dreesen. Join us for unfiltered, unsupervised, and possibly unsubstantiated conversations about when spirituality meets life, love, sex, and career. Let's go to the show. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Spiritually Intimate Conversations. This is Andrea and Blair. We are here to give you guys the long-awaited story about all the shit that went down in Peru this last August when we went for the kickoff of the Spiritually Intimate production. We've kind of kept some shit to ourselves to process before we decided (laughs) to share. There was a lot to process. There was a lot. Um, We grew a lot. (laughs) We faced some oh shit moments. We faced a lot of fear and panic when you have a lot of money on the line starting a new business. I know you guys love to hear the behind the scenes. So we thought we would give you guys really the whole behind the scenes of everything that took place, what we did well, what we really had to learn major lessons from um, when working with our partner and maybe where we're going from there. So we're kind of just going to be willing to let this conversation unfold. We don't necessarily have a super strategic plan. So we're just going to begin by telling you guys a story. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time in the beginning of August, 2019, (laughs) Andrea and Blair boarded a plane for Peru. (laughs) With a bright sunny smile on their face. So excited about well, we had champagne in our hands. Yeah. Let's not forget that. We were drinking and chugging our champagne before we boarded. <laughs> Absolutely. You're taking a nighttime flight into Peru, a brand new city in a country that doesn't speak English in yeah. a currency that we were not familiar with. And they were souls. We thought yes. that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> we're like, we're going to be buying everything in souls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many souls down with that? Kept saying, like, how many souls can we collect? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All the fun that we have when you're building a spiritual based company and your currency is called souls. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, where do we want to start? I mean, we can start with the plane ride. Yeah. I mean, I think it was interesting because, I mean, both you and me had literally nothing. We had no idea what to expect because neither one of us had been to Peru before. We had kind of like, heard from other people of different things. People were telling us all the sites and places to go and all these things. And we didn't really get to go do any of those <laughs> things. Like, and, and people were, some people were putting fear in us. Like, oh yeah. You know, be, and I look, always be aware of your surroundings anytime you're anywhere, right? Just be conscious. Mm-hmm. But like, we don't like to exist in the frequency of fear because fear attracts more fear. So um, anyways, that was interesting. And what I found just like touch on that. And I think Blair would echo the statement, the people of Peru are so nice. Like, Oh yeah. They were very nice. Sure. I'm sure there was like areas in the ghetto where, you know, you can get yourself into trouble, but we're, we weren't walking around with like our cash in our hand and making mm-hmm. ourselves look like easy targets. So we were consciously aware of our surroundings, but man, people people are really anxious to feed you 
anxious yeah. to tell you where to go find more good food. Like they're so, <laughs> so proud of their cuisine and we ate like queens while we were Oh my there. God. I will say that. The food was ridiculous. So good. good. We both looked at each other and we're like, if we leave here and we don't gain at least five pounds, we did this wrong. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't gain like a crap ton of weight because the food was so, so good. But yeah, I mean, I do feel like so many people were trying to freak us out of like, the environment and looking out for ourselves. And we just were very open to being like, this is going to be an amazing trip. We're going to learn a lot. We're not going to sit there and be flipped out about where we're staying or who's going to be by us. Or, you know, we were just like, we're just going to be open to the experience, but be conscious of where we are. Cause we recognize we were, I mean, I'd never seen parts of the country like that. Like I've never seen anything like it before. When we got out of the airport and we're like driving to our hotel, I was like, oh. There's a massive poverty. Yeah. This yeah. was not what I was expecting. Unless I've been that, you're... Like, hmm? Go ahead. Well, I mean, you and me have both traveled to like different parts of Mexico, Dominican Republic. Um, it's not like I haven't seen other areas of the world. This was just definitely really a little more uh, eye-opening to see. Right. And so we flew into Lima. Um, and if you guys, if you're not on the coast, that's pretty much where they have, you know, the nice restaurants and there's like a lot of touristy vibe shopping and stuff like that. Nice hotels, really anywhere inland, at least that we experienced was pretty ghetto. Um, you see like, you know, women walking around with babies strapped to them begging for money. And it's just, you know, a lot of poverty everywhere. Um, little children come up, coming up, begging for money. They were little hustle hustlers. And I'm just like, respect the hustle. Every time they come up, I'm like, here, white girl, I'll give you money. (laughs) That was like, (laughs) um, I recognized so hardcore, how privileged. So let's talk about our, our first hotel experience. (laughs) I was going to say, we have to discuss the very first hotel because this was definitely not what we were expecting when we first arrived Mm -hmm. at all. Our first hotel, um, (laughs) Oh my God. It was the worst night's sleep. I think either of us ever had the bed was horrendous. It was so tiny. The one nice thing was we had this beautiful little, um, patio that Mm -hmm. felt very serene, lots of like foliage, but the hotel lobby was stunning. And then you get into the bedroom and it's just like, I was a little afraid that I was going to bring some bed bugs home <laughs> and both of us, it was so late by the time we got there, there was just nothing that was going to be fixed in that night. But we both looked at each other the next day and we're like, this is not going to work. We need to let the universe know that we're unavailable for this for another night. Yeah. I mean, it was literally like somebody had put a sheet over a cement block and been uh-huh. like, here, sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was horrible. It was awful. Oh yeah. my gosh. We Which were we had so booked pain. that. We were up at that point. We were booked for what? Like uh, a week or 10 days, I think. Well, we weren't sure how long we were going to have to stay. Oh, this is another part of the story. <laughs> we thought that we, because, you know, bras are small. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we should just like make this simpler and to ensure, because everything had taken so long to produce. We were so afraid that like, if something got lost in the mail, that mm-hmm. like it would take even longer for our customers to get their pre-sale orders. And we're like, let's just make this easy and we'll just put them in our suitcases and carry them home. Well, we were under the impression that you could do that. And then somebody said something to Blair and I just called customs on the last day because one of our business partners, 
uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not going to say who. <laughs> we asked to call and just clarify that this was legal. Mm-hmm. And he said, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're fine. And so I called the day before we're leaving and I asked the customs agent and he's like, ma'am, I just want to let you know, if you show up with all that inventory in your bag, I will have no choice but to seize it from you. And I can't guarantee how long it'll take you to get it back. And I'm like, great, we'll send it. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually, it was the morning that I was leaving Seattle to fly to Miami. Because I remember I was like standing to board my plane and Andrea's calling me, telling me all these things. And then by the time I, I think I, what I had a layover in like what is it Detroit or something? Yeah, I had to lay over in Detroit. I get off the plane. I have no clue really what's been already fixed and whatnot because then we knew we were going to have to change our flights around because then we weren't going to stay until end of production. And so it was just like a little bit stressful. How many times was, did we change our flight? Like three or oh four times? Oh God, I don't even know. Okay, Way we'll too tell many you guys times why. that anybody should ever have to change a flight. FYI. I know it was crazy, and it's so <laughs> funny because, like, I asked um, the healer that I work with locally here. I'm like, "What day does my soul tell me that we're supposed to come home?" And she's like, "On oh, this day." And then I was like, "Great, I think I'm going to book up for this day, though." And then, like, the day that we ended up actually <laughs> leaving was, it was on a Wednesday. She, yeah, she told me, and I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> I, my that soul knew. Why <laughs> we listen? I totally like. How many times have we done that where we know the answer? And like we second guess ourselves anyway, out of fear, because I was like, oh, this flight's cheaper. I'll just do it on this day. And I'm like, how much extra money did we spend from changing our flights so many times that it was just like, uh, we didn't trust our intuition on that one. So that was a mistake. Luckily, we, we were able to sort out our hotel and like back it down many, many days. So we were only going to stay, what, like four days until Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Originally was going to be until Sunday. So it was only because we arrived on like a Thursday, I think it was. So we backed our hotel off just in time to not have to like pay a fee to the hotel. But at this point we already had several days. And so we've spent the first night in what is supposed to be four nights at this hotel. And they're unwilling to give us any money back for it. And we both just looked at each other and we're like, do we except the fact that like we've already paid for this hotel and we just suck it up or do we set a standard for what we're available for in terms of making sure that we are supported. And we finally just looked at each other and we're like, that loss is not going to feel like a loss. If we end up leaving here, we're going to feel like we're gaining something. And like, let's just bless this hotel with the money that we're leaving with them (laughs) and get the fuck out of here. And the hotel that we ended up going to after that, I think we both cried in the shower because we were so happy. (laughs) The shower was beautiful. The view we had was just of the coast. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was right in the middle of everything. So it was very easy to like, walk to food. There was shopping. There was a Starbucks. There was a crepes uh, cart that like made Andrea's heart sing every day. (laughs) You guys ate so many ham and cheese crepes. (laughs) Yes, you did. So So it definitely was. And, and they had this really beautiful like bar lounge area, which I basically, we basically lived in and it had a really beautiful view. It had really vibey drinks. Um, they had a, Uh, a really nice hotel gym that we worked out a couple of times just to shift the energy and get ourselves into a better state. 
And then like the last night that we were there, they had like a rooftop bar that we were able to enjoy the sun on like the only day that came out, the sun came out was like the last day we were there. It was definitely an entire vibe. It definitely helps support us because the things that we were going through, we know like if we had been in the other hotel, that hotel would not have supported our energy the same way. No way, dude. Okay. So we'll get into that in a second. But what I can say in from the mindset of like us, you know, losing some money at the other place and this hotel was way more expensive per night. Um, the amount of work that we got done from the oh high vibe God. energetic state sitting in that hotel bar, just staring out at the ocean, having people, we felt so supported because like the service industry there is just exceptional. Like they take such good care of you. We were never without, you know, something to drink or snacks or whatever. Like we just had so much available to support us as we just hunkered down and just got so much prepped for the biggest launch the company had ever experienced yet and really prepared ourselves for, you know, the, the hustle that we were about to enter into as soon as we got home, when we had the inventory and we're getting ready to begin shipping, um, our first custom product, but let's go into when, (laughs) when the sky fell. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So here's like, let me start off by saying like, (laughs) this is why it's so important to have somebody that does not have the same skill sets that you do because Blair showed up with a fucking measuring tape, (laughs) packed that shit on the plane. I would have never thought to bring my own measuring tape. Had she not had her own measuring tape in her luggage, we would have had a catastrophe on our hands. And I'm like the big picture person. And like, I'm like, I gave them what, you know, they needed in order to do this correctly. It's going to be done correctly. Blair's like, but let me just make sure I wouldn't have done that. I would have fucked us so royally in the ass that we would have been like, so screwed. Blair saved our company. I can't tell you like how many bad reviews and like thousands of dollars and yada, yada. So this is where the analness of which Blair Anal is Blair. appreciated. <laughs> okay, so tell them what you did and, and what happened. Well, I mean, we we go to the factory to see every... Well, let's just even just... Uh, the appreciation of it... It's like nothing I can even begin to like describe and put into words. Like I feel like I'm fumbling all over my words because walking into a factory and seeing rows upon rows of people creating something that you have poured many hours, all your time, all your energy, money, blood, sweat, tears, literally everything into and to see it coming to life was like the most amazing thing I think I've ever experienced. It was unbelievable. I just wanted to stand there and just watch every little bit of it go down. I didn't want to leave. Hug everyone. (laughs) I did. I want to hug everyone. Oh my God. Like all the women wearing their face masks and like poking themselves from like their little pins. And it's just like, people and the the time and attention you know people were putting into making sure the racer mm-hmm. back was done perfectly and the extra manual labor that required that's required in order to get that piece you know mirrored perfectly so that um it looks aesthetically perfect on mm-hmm. the customer it takes a lot and so many factories wouldn't even take our business because it requires like manual cutting and they do so much by machinery these days that most manufacturers are like, no, 
it's not even worth it to us. And like this, not only did they take it on, but they put so much time and attention. Yeah. Um, but then we left there. I mean, we were like on the highest of highs. Yeah. Like you can't even imagine how excited we were. We were just like skipping along, just like, this is so amazing. Getting and drinks, we... trying to order martinis that turned out <laughs> like shit. We didn't realize oh the whole time we are ordering gin martinis, you guys. We're like, no wonder these taste horrible. Oh, uh, we hate gin. It tastes like bleach. And we kept ordering oh. martinis because I always, I normally just say like a Tito martini. Mm-hmm. And I forget that so many martinis are based off of gin. So when it yeah. kept coming back tasting like bleach, we're like, Peruvians right. don't understand the martini. <laughs> yeah, we were just getting so pissed. So then we were like, never mind. I guess we're not meant to drink these here. Which then we had some uh, amazing, beautiful drinks over yes. at the hotel that we never would have been exposed to. So there was totally. a little blessing in disguise. But we left there knowing that they were supposed to be getting us some samples because we wanted to at least have samples of different sizes and colors because we had a photo shoot planned and we needed those so that we could do the photo shoot. And so they were going to curry it over to us the following day with the sizes and colors that we needed. And that was like on a Friday. So basically they didn't get it to us till the very end of the day on Friday when the factory had already closed, it was already done and we had a flight booked for Sunday And so when we get it up to our room, just so fucking excited to open up these packages. But wait, what happened before that? Like they didn't even deliver it to the, to the right hotel. Oh oh my God, that's right. There were two Marriott's and they're like, they- Within a block of each other. They text us and they're like, it's been delivered. Where are you? And I'm like, we're right here. And we, I realize I'm like, oh my God, there's, they're at the other Marriott. I know it. And it's just like this little courier on a teeny little motorbike. Mm -hmm. I sprint, you know, several blocks over and I'm like, and then I just happened to hear this man say, Andrea Crowder. And I was like, that's me. I'm not a guest. (laughs) Where's my package? I just happened to pass by him at the right time. Cause like even the desks were starting to close down. There weren't people manning them. Um, So anyways, like I run across traffic in Peru, which is risking your life, my friends. (laughs) People have told us, they're like, if there is a car coming, they will not stop for you. So you have to get out of the way. They are crazy drivers. There's like no traffic laws whatsoever. Basically, Andrea risked her life for these samples. I could (laughs) could have died for these samples. She really could have. So then we get them up into the room and we're opening them up and we're looking at all of them. And first thing, obviously we want to do is start trying them on. And that's when we start to notice something is not quite right as we're trying to fit them. And we're looking at things and I'm noticing like something's not looking right. They're not feeling right. And that's when my trusty tape measure comes in and all of them, every single sample they had given to us was all measuring two inches shorter around the rib cage, which is like basically an entire size smaller Right. It's not like a little, like it's a lot. (laughs) So the small rib cage around the rib cage was measuring as an extra small. The medium was measuring as a small. So they had already cut like 70% of our inventory and we only had just barely enough, maybe a little bit extra um, in order to complete our first order. And then we were going to send over more fabric um, for them to begin the next order after, you know, we had done the launch And Blair and I looked at each other and were like in such disbelief that 
two inches is so major. You guys like a quarter inch is major, but two inches is a catastrophe. That would be every single person. Nobody would fit their sizes. We would, everybody would send back for a return because it wouldn't fit them. I mean, I think we experienced every single emotion known to man. I mean, first, the very first thing we did was obviously we immediately started calling our contacts with the factory so that we could immediately get on and, and get things switched immediately. So we went right into like very focused, solve this problem now. And after we got off that phone call, it was like, okay, Blair is now going to curl up in a ball on the floor, hugging herself, crying. If this is what life is as an entrepreneur, I don't want it anymore. I was like so done. Straight (laughs) up in the motherfucking fetal position, you guys. And I was just like, oh God. And I could feel myself starting to go there. And I'm like, what would Tony Robbins do? And I like turned on music and just like started dancing it out, shaking that ass as much as I could, like trying to keep myself from like the energy going down. And I'm like, okay, we got this. Like we have to fix this. So we had to start measuring every single like square inch of the bras to figure out like, is there anything else that's flawed? Is there any other mistakes that we need to be aware of? And just Mm -hmm. photographing everything and like sending everything to the manufacturer, like a whole factory had already gone home. So we're basically working with the California office to, you know, get them in the loop with what's going on. So that as soon as the factory opens on Monday, which PS, now we have to switch our flights to what Wednesday or whatever, Wednesday. when the whole time that was when my soul told me to book it for anyway. <laughs> um, but, and then of course extend our stay, which is even more expensive at this hotel. And so, man, that whole night was just like, let's get every single piece of information to figure out that when we show up um, on Monday that we're able to give clear, concise feedback about what's correct. And as soon as the factory saw us and we sat down and they're like, we are going to make this right for you. We want your order to be perfect. Like they were Mm -hmm. so ready and willing, but we went through a variety of emotions. Like Blair, I think hit rage. (laughs) (laughs) Hit rage. I was pissed. That was the next day. What happened? Oh, how did that- I feel like we woke up the next day and we were just kind of sitting there for a little bit. And I remember you physically had to get up out of your own bed and move away as close to the window as possible because you could feel the rage coming from me that morning because I was just like... Her energy was so fuck? palpable. I could not sit next to her. It was like so <laughs> intense. And I like... I looked at her and I just like very like slyly, I was like, I'm just going to move over. And then later on, I told her, I was like, dude, I can't even be next to you. It's too intense right now. <laughs> But so this is where like Blair started questioning like, when is the point where I just fucking get mad? Because we had been through some communication mm-hmm. errors already with the factory and it was getting frustrating to say the least. And like, there was a point, sometimes it just feels better to get mad. It's like, when's, when do I get to lose my shit? When do I get to put all of this on other people? And we think like by putting it on other people, that's going to solve the issue. But that's not what our company stands for, right? Like mm-hmm. our company stands for come, like align yourself first, come from the frequency of love. You can use discernment and you can have boundaries and you can say what you mean without 
letting someone walk all over you and be a doormat, but you come from the frequency of love for all. And so we had, thank God we had the whole weekend because like there was a lot that needed to get shipped, but Blair was just, Blair was seething. (laughs) If we had to go to the factory that day, Blair would have lit that bitch on fire. She would have poured gas on it, throw the match. It would have been like a Beyonce video. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's... It's key to point out here that with all this, this doesn't mean that we don't get to allow ourselves to get mad and get angry, right? It's like we sit there and I feel like in the personal development space, there's all these things about like, come from love, be in the light, be in this high vibe. And it's like some fucking times shit like this happens and you get really fucking mad or sad or depressed or anxious. And it's like, the further you try to sometimes just like ignore that emotion completely and try to quickly shift over into like a high vibe state, you're not really honoring what your body and your nervous system it needs to do. We are emotional human beings. We are supposed to feel all the feelings. So we can't like completely disregard these other feelings because we start to deem them as like bad or wrong or low energy. It's like, we can just like honor it. Like I needed to just honor that. I was fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. I had every right to be pissed. Cause I felt like, like Andrea had said up until that point, I had really been, um, I was the main point person for a lot of the things when it came to production. So I was dealing with the factory. I was dealing with their shipping departments, their account, like all their, their people. So I felt like I just, I had worked so hard to build a communication level with them that I felt like wasn't being received clearly. Like things had just really fallen short. And I was just point like, you know what? I'm just, I need to be mad. I just need to get upset. I need to let this all out. And the more that I just allowed myself to just like, I don't allow myself to be mad a little bit. This doesn't mean that I sit and wallow in it or like start blaming everybody else around me or not take ownership of like what my part is and all of it. It was just being like, I'm mad. I'm going to feel mad. I'm going to allow myself to just like purge it out in a healthy, constructive way. And then I know I can shift into a higher state. And then when I walk into that factory on Monday, I'm going to be calm and collected and come from a higher state, but I needed to allow myself to just be pissed for a little bit. Like move the emotion out. Don't stuff the emotion down and try to like cover it up. It's like your puppy peeing on the floor and you just put like the the towel over it, right? Like the yeah. fucking pee's still there. Like somebody's got to wipe it up, right? Both Blair and I are dealing with this yeah. right now. So it's like a fresh well, analogy. People, they'll use something else of like, I'm not saying like having um, a drink at the end of the day to de- decompress isn't like a bad thing. I've done it too. I've had a glass of wine, but I feel like there's a lot of people that use different coping me- mechanisms outside themselves, whether it's they smoke a cigarette or they drink, um, have a drink or they eat, you know, a garbage meal or they check out, Uh, watching TV or they zone out. There's a lot of times where we don't recognize and we're not honoring the emotion and we're trying to use something else to distract ourselves. And then once I've been distracted enough with this outside thing, then I'm going to show up in a better light. And it's like, no, you have to really honor and feel that emotion first before you can really like purge it and shift it and go into a higher state. Totally. So And I think the reason that this didn't trigger me at such of a deep emotional level is because Blair was the point person for the factory. I was working on so many other different projects that it wasn't like it, 
there were certain areas where it was frustrating me, sure, because like I saw, number one, how clearly Blair communicated with them, how great she was at like asking questions that I would have like never thought to ask, just making sure that there was like so much clarity, so much good communication from our part that like what possibly could have happened to where this got fucked up because we Mm -hmm. could clearly see the email chain where initially those were the... um, the dimensions that we had given them and all, or the measurements. And then, you know, the email showing like uh, we had ordered a sample. The sample came back wrong. We said this came back wrong because you guys are, you know, you missed the fact that we changed this particular measurement. And so you can see it. And it's like, we were so careful and so clear. And like this, this final sample that we got before we went to Peru was perfect. Mm-hmm. So we're like, how the fuck did this happen? Like they have the measurements clearly because they got the sample right. So it was yeah. like somebody just like went unconscious and like went back to old measurements. So like, why was this coming up? Um, and like me kind of moving away and letting Blair have her emotions while me not going into it, me not commiserating with her, but allowing her what she needed to feel And then me just simply offering like a reframe when she was ready, which simply was because she was like, but at what point do we just freaking get pissed and say like, you guys have fucked this up so many times. Like how many times do we have to say this clearly? Like what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, look, all I did was ask one question. I said, put this in perspective of our relationship. If I came at you like that and I'm like, Blair, I said this so clearly, what the fuck? Like, how would you receive that if I came at you like that? Would you make the change or would it create, like, would you be able to shift on the fly quickly? Because ultimately at the end of the day, all we wanted was our product done correctly. Mm -hmm. So if we like, you know, put the fear of God in these people that like we're going to lose our minds on them, like, are they going to, make more mistakes? Probably. Are they going to do things correct? Are they going to build our product with, from the frequency of love? Probably not. They're going to build it from fear. They're going to be afraid that they're going to mess up. Right. And when we came into the factory, they thought that we were going to come in breathing fire. Most factories would expect it. Yeah. You could tell their energy was very like tiptoe, like very like careful. And they seemed they were anticipating that we were going to freak yeah. and yell at them or do something in which we weren't, but we were very firm in the fact that we were like, we're going to sit here and we're going to work this out and we're not going to leave until everything is sorted out and everything looks good. But we were doing it definitely from a, a higher state of love. And, right. and we were saying to them, we understand like mistakes happen. We're willing. We just want to work with you. You know, how much time do you need to be able to, you know, write all the mistakes. We don't want to put extra pressure and say like, you have to have it done by this day. If you feel like you need a couple extra days to be able to fix whatever the mistake is so that you guys have more than enough time. You're not, I didn't want them working either in like a panicked state of, oh, we had this deadline. I have to get it done by this deadline. I was totally fine allowing them having like an extra day or two or whatever they felt they needed to fix the mistake. Right. And thank God that like this happened on Friday where we realized the mistakes and we had the whole weekend for us to shift. Yes. And I'm sure that that was like (laughs) by divine intention, right? So we came in there with a plan and we had 
like we were fully ready to like sit in their, you know, factory all day long. Yeah. <laughs> and like their cold, cold ass factory while they fed us like those weird little Peruvian cookies. <laughs> that are like, And there was these weird, creepy, like mannequin children. Oh my God. The mannequins. <laughs> they were freaking me out. I'm like, can we just be in a different room? So they do all different types of like, you know, uh, apparel. So for kids and stuff. So they have mannequins, like large mannequins and small mannequins. So every time out of our peripheral vision, there would be these like little baby mannequins that were just like, ah! <laughs> it was so creepy. I, I do think it's important to kind of talk about what were all the things that we did to help really shift our state because we knew like the next couple of days, like we we're there longer than we wanted to. We wanted to get home. We obviously wanted to start our photo shoot. So we started just like hunkering down and figuring out like, what were the things that made, we knew were going to make us feel better, but what were the things that we could do with the extra time that we had there to really like execute? And we like, we got to work. There was so much we did. We got really good crystal clear on our lunch plan, what we were going to do for the photo shoot. We did a mini photo shoot in our hotel room that came out beautifully. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, we went to the spa and treated ourselves. I got treated more <laughs> than maybe one person would like to be oh, treated. Oh my, we did couples massages. You guys were like, <laughs> we took our relationship to the next level. I totally forgot about this. And, and Blair got hashtag vag swipe 2019 Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're sitting there and like I'm laying on my back and she was rubbing on my thigh and I'm just commando. I don't wear underwear, FYI, like ever. This is just not who I am. I never wear underwear. And so she's just going, going, going. And I'm like, she's not stopping. She's not fucking stopping. And I'm like, oh, yep. And then she just slammed right into my vagina and I jumped and she jumped. So then I knew she knew she touched my vagina. It was a whole awkward moment. And I gave it a, and I gave it a hashtag. <laughs> so then like, it was so great. Cause then like afterwards we're just laying there and I'm like, how was your massage? She's like, oh, that was really nice. I was like, yeah, she touched my vagina. <laughs> it was the best part of the whole trip. I think. <laughs> um, oh, I felt like I had to tip her extra cause I felt kind of bad. <laughs> Her. But then Blair's like, do I tip her extra and then make her think that that was okay? Or yeah. just, we weren't sure how that was going to be received. Yeah, I was like, I don't want her to think that that's what she does like with all Americans that pop on her table to just like smack them in the vagina one and she's going to get a hefty freaking tip. <laughs> oh man, you guys. Okay. <sighs> so yeah, we sat there. Luckily, we once they realized like, look, we're sitting here all day. We're not going anywhere till you know, we get this problem solved. At the end of the day, they came back. They had a great solution. We were able to just like move tags and, you know, put like, we lost a little bit of our inventory, which sucked, you know, but at the end of the day, like it was a pretty simple fix. You know, the bras still turned out really, really beautiful. And, um, the photo shoot ended up great. Like they worked really hard to get us new samples in time for our new departure date um, and got them to us just in time as we were enjoying. It was gray and moody the whole time. It was oh just God. like the this perfect like picturesque story of like, dun, 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 <laughs> problem, problem, <laughs> problem. How are they going to overcome this? And then at the end of it, when it was all sorted, the sun came out 
mm-hmm. and we got vitamin D and we just went to the rooftop at our hotel and had dinner and had cocktails and the samples got delivered to us right there. Everything measured perfectly and it ended up working out fine. And it was like, we all, it's funny because the other day I went to this Hey Mama event where you got to sit down with mentors and I was asking, our mentor was an investor and she, um, I was asking her like, what do you look for when you want to invest in companies? And she started, you know, listing off all these things and she's like, and I want to know how do you recover from failure? And I'm like, oh my God, Blair and I are so good at this. <laughs> we have been through the school of hard knocks with this company. And we both keep affirming to ourselves, like, we're so glad that we're learning these lessons on a small scale instead of like, what if we did have, you know, a $2 million investment from someone and this was like a massive mistake that cost us so much money. Like we started with, you know, a smaller order and like getting our feet wet and none, neither of us knew anything about manufacturing or design or pattern making. When we started, we just had a vision for wanting a bra that had a pocket and we wanted it to be beautiful and vibey and to be an experience for people. And like the mistakes that we have learned on a really, really small scale are going to save us major in the long run. So, um, but yeah, like everything that she said about, she's like, we won't invest if they only have one founder, you need to have a team of people that have opposite value or opposite skill sets. And I was like, check, you need to be able to overcome, you know, failure really easily and gracefully. And I was like, check, we know Mm -hmm. how to do that. We're expert level at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so many other things, but like, And the other thing that she was saying was like, um, who's like your advisory board, so to speak? Like, who do you go for, you know, for advice? And I'm like, we have all these things. Like we've built up this amazing network of people that are just smarter than us. People who, you know, in, in different areas where like we have areas that we're both brilliant in, but then we need complementary skill sets. We have, you know, Brenna, our other co-founder who does all the, all of the design for spiritually intimate. Um, she's brilliant with unique aesthetics and like, we just have such a great group of people that know the shit that we don't know. We know what we don't know and we know what we do know. And I'm like, gosh, maybe we'll, you know, want investors later on. Maybe we won't, but it felt really good to hear her give me that list. And I'm like, whoa, we got all this shit on lockdown. We've been through it. (laughs) So what else we got for them? I feel like that was like, I think that was everything. I mean, it was an experience. Hmm. I was going to say energy maintenance too. Like we really prepared knowing that the second that our plane landed back in the States, first of all, we were so excited to be back stateside because it was like, I've never been so happy to come home. Holy (laughs) smokes. Like we know that's not why people, people don't go to Peru to like hang out in Lima. People go to Peru because they want to go to, you know, Machu Picchu or like all of the big sites there, which we didn't get the opportunity to do. But we were so happy to come home, but we came back into like this really impromptu photo shoot because at first we were going to really do a very simple launch and just do some flat lays. And I'm, I'm like, I wonder if we can throw together a photo shoot. And I feel like God just was ready to throw us a bone. <laughs> after, yeah. 
Because the photo shoot came together so quickly, yeah, so flawlessly. Great. Like our models, like we put together this mood board for each model. Of like this mm-hmm. is what Billion Dollar Babe represents. This is what She So Zen represents. And this is what Lady Love represents. And each model, like they both showed up. They volunteered their time. They were stunning. It was so easy to shoot. And they all just represented like the frequency of that bra, like flawlessly. And the space, like we had people, you know, offer, you know, to lend us our uh, their space, like our whole community rallied around us to put together that really beautiful moment so that we had the pictures to show like everything that we had gone through at the end of the day, we had like this beautiful, like glowing little baby that we got to present to the world and like the perfect little photo shoot to show it. It was, and then Brenda ended up being able to come into town at the last second and it was perfect. We put together something fun for you guys in the background that you haven't seen yet that hopefully oh, yeah. you'll see in the next, <laughs> maybe in the next few weeks. That would be nice to be able to get out. Yeah. I think it's, we really did focus mainly on shifting our energy so that we could just show up in, in a higher state versus where I think we could have gone down the rabbit hole of this Being trip sucks everything's falling apart. The hotel sucks. We have to switch hotels. Now the manufacturer fucked this up. Now we've got to change our flights again. And then this, and then that. And All the extra money that we had to spend on like the yeah. travel expenses, food, hotel, this so much was, fear could have gone into that. Oh yeah. This was definitely a true opportunity for me and Andrea to put into place the very thing that we want this company to be about. And this podcast to be about is literally showing and teaching people how to shift their energetic states and how to get into a high vibe lifestyle. It's like, we are then going to have opportunities given to us to actually do what we preach. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes that's going to hurt, but I guess that's why we signed up for this question mark. (laughs) Yeah. That was kind of the question I was asking myself. I was like in the fetal position, like, wait a second. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is hard. (laughs) I was so upset. But it's like, that's the thing is that sometimes when we ask for the journey that we're on, I know like we have a lot of people that follow us that are entrepreneurs and we just have to start looking sometimes at those moments of struggles and hurdles as blessings. It can be really hard sometimes to see it in the very moment. We don't really understand why we're getting what we're getting, but if we can just kind of lean into more of trust and faith that we're always being divinely supported, even in the moments that are the hardest, you do get to a point afterwards and you start to see like, okay, this was this opportunity or this led me here, or I grew from that experience, I never would have learned that if I didn't go through this, you know, hard time. The other thing that I think that people tend to lean into when problems arise, when we're working on creating anything, this doesn't even have to be a business, but we start to look for signs. Like, is this a sign that it's not meant to be? Mm -hmm. And that like, it could have been so easy for us to go into like a victim mode of like, maybe this is just the universe shutting another door because we're not meant to do this. And really, I think at the end of the day, the way to know that is to check in emotionally. How do you feel about that? If you're happy and if you feel relieved, then yes, the universe is trying to close the door for you because you don't actually really want to be there. But if you're sad and you feel like you're losing something by walking away from that, there's your sign. Your sign is I'm sad. I wouldn't want to lose this. I'm it's worth it. Like 
think about raising a, you know, a two and a three-year-old, like those are some hard years for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Does that mean it's like, I don't actually want to be a mom? No, this is a growth period. Like the universe is shaping us and growing us and like refining us. Um, I really looked at that opportunity for us to be there as a blessing to that manufacturer, to teach them that they don't actually have to expect that everybody's going to come and breathe fire on them. That like, we understand mistakes are to be made, but to be more thoughtful about who you want to be your partners with. Cause at the end of the day, most likely we're going to end up switching manufacturers if we're being totally honest. Um, There were just too many communication issues to where we felt like you know, they're lost. They're losing a partner that really is willing to give them a good experience. And Blair and I sat down and we're like, what is it that we want? And it just helped us clarify even more. Like we thought Mm -hmm. we got clarity when our first manufacturer broke up with us over text message. We're like, okay, great. We got clarity about what we don't want. And then this manufacturer just helped refine that clarity even more about like, okay, now we're even more clear on the vision of like what we want that partner to look like. And and we have some great, you know, potential contenders that are back stateside, which feels even better to us. So I think we were there for a reason. I think that there was a big healing in it for every single party involved. I know Blair and I looked for where our healing was and what our part was and made sure to to look for the lessons so that we could show up for our piece of that pie. Cause it's never just one person. We had, you know, maybe this divine soul contract that had to be completed and now we're ready to move on. And I think we did that as gracefully as any human could possibly have done that. Yeah. Um, so I'm proud of us for that. I'm go super us. proud of us. Like really proud of us. Go, that was go a huge growth period for both you and me and a huge bonding period. Mm-hmm. It was it was an amazing time, even though there were, when I look back, like in the moment, there were a lot of times where I was like, fuck this shit. Like, why is this all happening? But then I look back at it now and I think that was just such a beautiful period. And Blair and I even got more clear on like our relationship, you know, as partners and like just having all that extra time to kill in between, like when they were going to, you know, fix our order, we just had so much time to like work and reflect and, and get, you know, more crystal clear on like our roles and responsibilities, like how to use our strengths the best within each person. And like, Mm -hmm. we made some changes to our, you know, each of our job descriptions on like what was more in each other's zone of genius. And at the end of the day, it's like, gosh, if we hadn't had this time to just like sit here and stare into each other's eyes, like would we have gotten that work done? Would we have had that clarity or realization? I don't know. I think maybe it would have taken longer. So I'm grateful for that. We got, you know, that just helped us come home and be ready for like several weeks of like intense hustle, um, which was exhausting. And we learned a lot of lessons through that too, but that would be another two hour. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Like not, nothing like what we experienced in Peru. Like it was all good. It was just like, you know, exhaustion from us, like, you know, building our dream and it was so worth it. But, um, gosh, we learned a lot. (laughs) That we did. Can we like put a check in that box, God? (laughs) Did it. Nailed it. I I would like to give myself an 84% on that test. I think I did really well and that's a pass. So thanks. Gold stars, please, for both. Thank you. Appreciate (laughs) it. Um, 
anyways. Okay. All right, you guys. So that was our Peru story. We hope that, you know, gave you guys some insight. If you guys can take anything away from that and apply it to your life, then, you know, it was all worth it for us. Cause I think we both really did sign up to go through some sucks to prevent you guys from a little bit of that suck too. PS also, we just put a new product up on the website. We put a Palo Santo bundle with a little clear quartz chip as like an amplifier to amplify your intentions, clear your space. Um, Palo Santo is so, if you guys haven't tried it already, a lot of people have, especially if you're in our little community, but if you haven't, it's the aromatherapy is just like so beautiful. It's even really cozy. I feel like for winter time, um, and also, you know, the the frequencies will trans uh, transmute low frequencies in your space. So, um, just like really, really cute new product that I think that you guys will enjoy up on the spiritually intimate website. And then we wanted to ask you guys to jump over and hang with us on the spiritually intimate Instagram and our DMs. And we wanted to ask you guys, number one, um, we have Christmas coming up. Is there anything like we're already planning a fun little vibey Christmas collection launch for you guys that I think you're going to be really into, but we want to hear from you guys. Like, what do you want to see on our website over the holidays? What are the things that you love to gift just to make sure that we don't miss anything? We're not building this company just for ourselves, like for our own creative satisfaction, of course, but also we want you guys to enjoy the final output. So tell us what you want. Send us a DM. Let us know. Please put this on your website over the holidays. I want it for myself or I want to be able to send it as a gift Um, and we'll see what we can do. And then also, is there anything, you know, are you guys struggling anywhere on your spiritual journey? Is there anything that we can, you know, talk about on the podcast that can support you where you're at, where you want to go? Um, we want to make sure that the content is serving you guys. We're not just here to, for our own therapeutic purposes, although I think we get a lot of that out of the, our, little, <laughs> our little chats. <laughs> that we do. <laughs> so thank, thank you guys for that. Thank you for being witness to our therapy sessions. <laughs> Love you guys. Let's hang out on Instagram at spirituallyintimate.com. Head over to spiritually intimate. I'm sorry, at spiritually intimate, and then head over to spirituallyintimate.com to check out the new Palo Santo bundles. Also, we have just a couple days left of our hoodie, fall hoodie retrograde vibey coziness collection going on. So you guys got 20% off of our hoodies until October 31st. And we'll hang with you guys next week. Love you. <laughs>